and is totally is... colored money. So they're just looking at her like this she's is not. Money. She's colored. She's the color of money. Literally, <laughs> they're just looking at her, and there's like a giant like hundred dollar bill like walking around, shaped shaped like Katie. Dear Shandy, welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. It's a special day today. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends how you look at it. Some people might be thrilled about this and some people might be, I don't know, indifferent. I'm not indifferent. <laughs> I have strong feelings about it. <laughs> this has come hotly requested by you guys. You've been wanting us together to recap the show. And so it, it sort of seemed like inevitable now that I look back. It, it is inevitable. <laughs> this is our fate, our destiny. Our destiny. Uh, for anyone new to Dear Shandy, the... Majority of this podcast is us giving relationship advice mm -hmm. as a happily married couple. Indeed. But for me, separately, I've been recapping the show in the written form on various outlets for around seven years. Oof. Time flies. That's freaky, actually. Wow. But it's a lot uh, of recaps. It's a lot of recaps. That's a lot of amazing journeys. A lot of amazing journeys. And just when I think I'm going to run out of things to say, I just always have more stuff to say I'm about it. I'm so impressed. I, I am in awe. <laughs> Thanks. You're just drawing out of a well that is just like everyone gave up on it and you're just taking gallons of water out of it just magically. It's somehow, incredible. somehow. So do you feel ready to get started on this premiere recap? Let's do this. You're stoked. We've Let's got do notes. This. We've got faces and names. We're ready. We're going to do this. So the premiere starts off with your typical get reacquainted with the lead B-roll. Mm -hmm. So we're getting some ITMs and some B-roll shots of her leaning against Barnes awkwardly. I thought this was super endearing. Yeah. Down to earth. She's super down to earth. She really seems that way. I got some Hannah B vibes from her during this lean against the barn naturally or unnaturally yeah. scene where she said people don't do this naturally. This is very a good observation. Is, she's she's on top of it. She's, yeah. she's very grounded in the reality yes. of her reality. <laughs> and not taking herself too seriously. Yes. It yeah. always puts me off a bit when someone's a little too okay with posing for B-rolls. Yes. Yes. Like if they're leaning across the barn a little too naturally, it's like, why is that so natural for you? I agree. Yeah. So slight Hannah B vibes there. That was something Hannah B was pretty known for. But I also think it's interesting that the show decided to air that. Mm -hmm. They clearly know that that speaks to audiences at this point. And they're like, oh, she's showing some down to earth. What am I doing here vibes? Let's show that. Yeah. It'll make her even more likable. And relatable. And relatable. Yes. Okay, so then we get this opening segment where we get some ITMs and we hear about her backstory, her upbringing. What really stood out to me here is how her sex positivity is really going to be a major talking point of the season. Mm -hmm. Because she did show up on Matt James' season with a dildo. We all know. <gasps> <laughs> I, I should be wearing pearls to clutch. Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> Watch your mouth. I know, I know. With a dildo. But really, the rest of her time on Matt James' season was not particularly, like, sex-oriented. You know, she just yeah. sort of showed some confidence in that arena with her opening night gimmick. But the rest of her time there was really her being a nice person. Yeah. I, I think their production has just decided that they have 
moved from amazing to journey to sex positive. That's now <laughs> the word. That's the art phrase. And if anyone doesn't believe me, there were a couple of these are just ones that I happened to notice. I didn't even go through with a fine tooth comb. There were a lot of Frankenbitten voiceovers. For example, where she talked about what she's looking for. She said, I want to find someone that I can connect with on all levels. And then here it was an ITM. You could see her saying this on our minds, on our hearts, how we see the world. And then it cut away. So it was a voiceover again on a sexual level. We didn't see her say on a sexual level. So to me, that shows that that was edited in. Totally. Yeah. It's like the fortune cookie thing where you just after the fortune, you just say in bed. (laughs) It's basically the same exact thing. Again, during the limo exits where there was a montage of humor her she it was she was talking about how much she liked humor and there were all these sex jokes i like when people talk about liking humor but it, it's also me. like i know what they mean right i enjoy i humor. also enjoy humor <laughs> everyone should enjoy humor yes it's very important if someone doesn't enjoy humor there's something wrong with them yes. so during these limo exits all the sex puns were put together in a montage and you could hear her say in a voiceover, I love the mm, sexual mm, puns. So clearly they put sexual in there. It sounded a little off. I love the sexual puns. And then in the preview for the rest of the season, we heard a voiceover of one of the guys say, she's beautiful, she's funny, she's mm, sex positive. She's beautiful, she's funny, she's sex positive. Clearly we're being fed how mm-hmm. sex positive Katie is. I don't think it's inaccurate. I do think she is that. I feel like sex positive is the, should be the norm and not sex sex negative should be the minority but it's apparently now a new it's, th- so it's like true. interesting to be sex positive no and it's so true that you're mentioning that because this is a show that has fantasy suites which are ostensibly back-to-back overnight right. sexy times. Right. If you're not sex positive, you shouldn't be on The Bachelorette. But this show kind of plays games in it that does. department. Well, they got the, you got The Virgin, which they well, always now, the okay. foil of The Virgin. So That's that brings there. us, of course, to... By the way, just as, as an aside, yeah. I would like to start a, uh, a competition for who of our listeners can guess exactly how many times sex positive is mentioned in the next episode. Okay. And you, it's you like, guess how many gumballs are in the e- jar. Exactly. And you don't win necessarily any prize. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going out there right now. And maybe down the road there will be prizes. There will be prizes. If these recaps do well enough where we get sponsorships, then maybe there will be actual prizes in store <laughs> for you. So that's it. You have that to look forward to. Prizes <laughs> for guessing how many times they say sex positive on this season of The Bachelorette. Oh, no, not on this season. Per episode. So for episode oh, oh, two... Yeah. You have to guess how many times they say sex positive, and it could be Frank and Bitten in. It doesn't have to be individual sex positives. You yeah. don't know what I'm talking about, but sometimes they'll you're... reuse words oh, right. in voiceovers. And then maybe next week we'll pick a different one for episode three. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good call. So speaking of sex positivity, you mentioned the Virgin. We're going to talk briefly about Mike, because to me, it's clear that Mike was cast on this season because of Katie's sex positivity. She's Mm -hmm. clearly not a virgin. She's not pretending to be a virgin. Obviously, it's intentional. I just wondered if they actively sought out a virgin or if they were like, sweet, this fell in our laps. I mean, last time they they picked a virgin um, as the bachelor kind of backfired. (laughs) But uh, I mean, it depends how you define backfire. backfire, You could argue that that was the most successful. Genius, genius. But I always question... Whether the virginity, because it, it's, look, let's be honest, I, I'm not, this is not a radical thought, but a, a man into his late 20s, 30s, who's attractive and, you know, nothing's 
physically terribly wrong with him, and mm-hmm. he seems to have a decent personality. Him being a virgin is very unusual. Well, it usually is intertwined with religion. And yes, upbringing. ostensibly, but it could usually. also be that he is not a like a desirer of women, or that he's lying. <laughs> Are those the options? Those are the other options. <laughs> um, but I'm, but but the jury's out. I'm not. I haven't judged anything. I haven't seen anything of him. I'm just saying. In the past, mm-hmm. I believe there have been virgins. Yeah, there. <laughs> and virgins. Yes. So. V- virgins and virgins. <laughs> virgins of virgins. Virgins of virgins. Nice. Well, I mean, Mike is clearly on the wrong season. And they're not even pretending otherwise, it would seem. And I would argue even that they're leaning as into the sex positivity stuff as they are because they have a virgin on the season. Mm -hmm. And we saw from the previews how that Oh, they've got the whole plot written out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got it ready. Yeah. Well, it's a kind of a chicken or the egg thing. Yeah. Did they cast a virgin on her season because she is so sex positive? Or are they upping the ante on the sex positivity because they got a virgin? To be debated. To be debated. All right. So we have our intro videos. The only one that really stood out to me here was Andrew S., the pro football player from Vienna. Right. Well, who who lives in Vienna. Vienna, by the way, a hotbed of American football. (laughs) They love opera, they love sausage, and they love football. That was very cool. I wanted to know way more about that, but instead he really leaned into his British accent. Well, I was actually confused because in his intro video, I remember vaguely him having not an English accent. And then his English accent was so on point in the limo exit that I, I asked you, I was like, is this, this guy, ha- wait, did he have a British accent for, I don't remember. His British he fooled accent, me, his even British- with the American accent at first. So it's, it's solid. I thought it was pretty solid. I'm sure that actual Brits out there will disagree with us. No question. Yeah, you can let us know how wrong yeah, we they're are. They're chuckling away right now. <laughs> I, my ex was a Brit and I used to do an English accent for him. And he was like, you, he would always say oh. that I sound just like Eliza Doolittle. I would just go too far. Yes, yes, that's exactly. <laughs> and I've even when I've hit it perfectly, like my South London accent, which I've done on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. but I will not do again. But I've been uh, told, yeah, that's if I was making fun of a South London yeah, accent. Yeah, it's going too far. Right. We just generally want to know more about Andrew S. He seems very likable, very cultured. Mm-hmm. I like Andrew S. Yeah, Big he fan. stood out. Uh, some others that stood out, you liked Connor B, a.k.a. Cat Guy, because he Love had his little ukulele. Guy. Well, he's also a cat guy. He's also a cat guy, as are you. I don't know if you are dress up like a cat. No, I'm not. I'm not. I want to be clear. I'm not a crazy cat guy. I'm just crazy about cats. Yes. Yes. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? No, I do agree with that. I think she thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) We were wooed by the ukulele. I thought he was just such a little weirdo in such a good way. I'm a big fan. He's not. It's not just the cat thing for me and the ukulele. I think he's actually, as I believe Katie is, very grounded, very down to earth. There was a funny moment where he came out in that cat costume and you got a shot of Christian saying, I don't know why you would do that. (laughs) (laughs) I have to admit, I laughed really hard at that. Something about the way he said it was was good. He he, he stole what I wanted to say. Yeah. The way he said it it was not performative in the least. It was was just like, I don't know why you would do that. He could not understand why someone would do that. It was perfectly delivered and and accurate. Yes. And then one last intro video, Greg. 27 marketing the eventual winner of the first impression rose he also got an intro video i mean this guy has front runner 
everything Another written. Just, All, almost to a point of being like too obvious. It's too obvious there's going to be some turn at some point. Yeah, He's but we'll get to that. much of a front Let's runner. not get ahead of ourselves. No. Okay, so night one, we get to, we get reacquainted rather with Tasha and Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Taitlin. Taitlin. Oh, I don't. Keisha. It sounds like taint. <laughs> yeah. Keisha is probably better. Keisha. The best part of this conversation was that Katie revealed the nugget that uh, none of her exes look similar. And mm-hmm. she's really into personality. Yeah, you really like that. That, yeah. I put it in my notes with gusto. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. None yeah. of my exes look similar. I don't really have a physical type. It's a... Yeah. It's all about the cerebral connection. That's great. And uh, I like that she said that. And you don't always get a lead who feels that way. Yeah, you oftentimes you get a lead who's literally dated the star quarterback of her high school team seven times. Oh, yeah, over and over and over again. Yeah. And with the occasional personal trainer sprinkled in there. Yeah, you got always a personal trainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you'll get a lead where you can practically predict the top four based on how conventionally good looking they are yes it's basically the top four is the top four most conventionally good looking contestants absolutely and let's remember katie made out with a a guy dressed as a cat so she's not that person (laughs) i guess not i mean she you know the guy was obviously decent good looking underneath the cat outfit in general from katie i'm getting caitlin 2.0 vibes Mm mm-hmm there's the sex positivity thing like i don't think it would be crazy to anyone if she did have sex before the fantasy suites which is of course caitlin's big Mm -hmm. claim to shame claim to shame claim to shame (laughs) wow you just you just slipped on a great phrase claim to fame for which she was shamed i think we might have to have a a claim to shame moment for each episode I love claim to shame. Oh, really? It's great. I've never heard that before. Should we... You just fell on that. Yeah. I wish I could take credit for coming up with that. You, it's on, it's going to be on video. <laughs> <laughs> with a date stamp. You got it. But in general, two, 2.0 of Caitlin Bristow, meaning she's going to make out with the people. Yeah. She's going to... She's going to do her own have, thing. Have the sex. And that's great. We're mm-hmm. excited about it. Yeah. How do you feel about Tasha and Caitlin as hosts? I like Tasha and Caitlin. Yeah, they're I very likable. But, but I think that there is a certain element needed in this show that's like the sort of the man in the sky, the indifferent man or woman, so whatever, you're, the you're, indifferent entity in the sky yeah. who's just sort of indifferent to both the cruelty and the love. He's kind of just a, a keel. Yeah, almost like a godlike figure. Yes. in this, Yeah, it's like he is the, 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 the force of nature. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that entity should be like teammates and particularly like very sort of on like they're basically peers. They're like the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're all bachelorettes. Yeah. Like they're very similar. They shouldn't she shouldn't have such a strong ally. It kind of both makes her journey a little less like high stakes. And it also um, dilutes her star power. Like there's two big bachelorette. You've taken or, all the words out of my mouth right now. Oh, I'm so wow. impressed with you. Hey, look, this, I was born to do this. I mean, <laughs> this is what I was here for. No, I completely agree. I thought they were great. They're very entertaining, high energy, great commentary, all the things. But I actually found myself sort of watching them more. And even when Katie would have these interactions with men, it always came back to Tasha and Caitlin, like a mm. thumbs up or like the the hump move or yeah. all these little things that were, are normally for herself. Like she whispers to herself, oh, he's my type. Yeah. Oh, I liked him. Right. He was hot. Right. It became performative 
for the hosts who were also performing back by like yeah. eating popcorn and it just sort of felt a little um <sighs> cheap <laughs> I was going to pick a more delicate word, but it felt more like one of those group dates you have where a former contestant comes and helps plan the date. And then they're providing all these like sort of hijinks along the way. But I do agree that it makes it less high stakes for Katie. She's she's almost too supported. It's like going on a date and having your like two friends like sit in the back and like come to this restaurant, just watch the date, see what happens. It changes the dynamic. It's also not fair to Caitlin and Tasha, but it's like they're constantly being forced to create something out of really nothing. They're constantly being forced to create energy and it's a hard job. It's Mm -hmm. like, they're like, oh, now do something, say something. It's like constant, this banter. And it's, it's not, I don't know. I I don't know if they're complaining, but yeah. They're I, not complaining. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I agree on all fronts. I, I maybe will warm up to it and I can totally see myself by the, you know, by, by episode three being like, I love this. Yeah. But maybe we are traditionalists. And I'm not necessarily saying it has to be Chris Harrison, but I know what you mean. That sort of entity in the sky who doesn't care whether you fail or succeed or yeah, fall he's in love just or a don't. vehicle to move the show forward yeah. and to guide you through it yes and let you make all your mistakes yeah and you know. even though he claims to care a lot about you finding love you know deep he down doesn't. he doesn't <laughs> doesn't give a shit isn't that funny yeah i have to admit i missed that you guys let us know if you agree or disagree with us Again, nothing against Caitlin and Tasha. No, they're great. Themselves. They were great. And it's a hard job for them, a, too. They're, as I, I said, they're envious. constantly having to create. Like, they're like, you know, it's like there's not much there. Mm-hmm. They're constantly having to do I mean, it. that's kind of the story of night one in general. There's so much there and yeah. yet nothing at all. No. <laughs> a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> that's how I feel every time I recap a premiere episode. Yeah. I'm always like, ah, what do I even talk about? Just like what guys stood out. I, it's I mean, tough. it's very, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. It's, it's a real challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So limo exits. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone wants to hear us go through step by step on the limo exits. Not even the most psycho Bachelor fan wants to hear this. <laughs> so what we're going to do instead is do our personal limo exit wins and fails. Mm-hmm. So we each get one win and one fail. Yep. Do you want to go first? Sure. I was won over by Cody, the zipper sales manager. Yes. Not just a zipper salesman, <laughs> the manager of zipper sales. Yes. So again, another career so, situation I want to know more about. A lot more. Cody came out and he he went through the whole like thing where it's like something serious. And you know, you sort of knew. You're like, okay, this like after a couple of seconds, you're like, this isn't serious. This mm-hmm. is gonna be a joke. Yeah. So he played it well. But then we all knew it was going to be a dog. The, yes. The, this someone, a dog this or a woman cat. who, was he called a woman? I forget. It was, he did call it a female or a I, woman. I think he said she, she has kept me comforted. He, he referred to it as she has kept me comforted and given me all the strength, yeah, yeah, you know, that's yeah. something very meaningful. And you knew it was going to be like, I, I saw a golden retriever just kept jumping. Kept me warm out. at night. Yeah, kept yeah. me warm at night. Yeah, you knew it. And I was like, okay, it's going to be a dog, not that Or fun. a cat. As he cat. went, cat would have been funny actually. As he went to the car, you were like, "As long as it's anything but a cat or a dog, I'll find this funny." Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if it was like a chimpanzee, if it was like a baby elephant, anything would have been amazing. A except baby elephant a dog would have been more amazing. Yeah, well, that would have been incredible. I think that's probably illegal. So, sex doll. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a blow up doll. It was a. Its mouth was not sex doll Explain to me what else that doll does other than act as some sort of sexual thing. I think it's the job of that doll is to 
represent a sex doll in a joke. <laughs> I, oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. That's a novelty sex it's doll. It's a novelty sex doll. It's non-functional, doll. but you know it's a sex doll. You know it's a joke about a sex doll. If you don't want to spend like four or $500 on a sex doll for a joke, you buy that. I would think a sex doll costs more than four or $500. It depends. There are some that are like literally talk to you and oh, those, oh, those are like okay. $10,000. I'm not talking about like the AI sex dolls, but yeah. I mean the one- Like a legitimate one where it's like, oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's probably four or 500 I mean, maybe going far. That's probably like a couple. I'm sure there's a whole- Probably they runs run the, the gamut. gamut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jinx. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I really like that. I thought that was- solid the joke landed mm-hmm. which is rare on those limo yes. exits and, and I we like, both laughed and he delivered it with ease and he was not nervous and he just he did well cody won you over with he that. won me yeah okay so my limo exit win was courtney 26 courtney courtney 26 nutrition entrepreneur similar we have some obviously we have similar taste mm-hmm. and humor yes. his limo exit was also during the montage about humorous limo exits Mm. but his started out so sincere similar to cody where it was like oh i'm so excited to be here to meet you embark on this journey it was so sincere and then it's like i hope you come to the right conclusion i know there will be a lot of hard decisions just his pacing and how it built up i thought it was really well executed and it landed well with her yeah Mm -hmm. and i think he actually had more i kind of would have wanted to hear he probably had like five or six more but it kind of got Came to its conclusion. Yeah, he quit at my tongue could go on for hours. Right. That was it. That was it. I just, you know, I it's all about delivery for me. Yeah. And you wouldn't have necessarily expected it from him, especially based on how it began. Yes, so yes. He really won me That's over with that. That's the thing. With the, with the, the humor, you know, you, you have to set it up like, I don't expect this. Yeah. Because a lot it, of guys will be laughing and smiling and like, you, you can't know, go in like, goofy. I'm about to make a joke. Yeah, you got to be straight, deadpan, serious, and then you pull the trigger. Yeah, catch the person off guard. Okay, what was your limo exit fail? Josh, the IT consultant. Okay. A big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> He discussed percentages of of why he was there and you what know what he was, he was feeling, feeling. and those percentages added up to two hundred. <laughs> he said he's sixty percent optimistic, twenty percent excited, twenty percent nervous, but a hundred percent here for yeah. her. He thought he could get away with the butt, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's still it's two hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not going to have it fail. Math fail for yeah. Andy. Close runner up was RV guy, but. Yeah, it's almost too obvious. It's yeah, like, yeah. But I'll, I'll let him have it. He went, he went over the top. He gets credit for that. But. And he went home, so he already got punished. Yeah. We don't need to add the Dear Shandy limo exit fail to his resume. Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> also, he's a surgical skin salesman. So Another one. I wanted to know more about his career. What Surgical skin? Is he selling actual skin from surgeries? Or is he selling the procedures that you do with skin or either way it's just a weird sounding thing I, yes i want to know everything about that yeah. it's a good pickup line and everybody's like what do you do oh, i'm a surgical skin salesman well what the hell is that yeah, no instead they showed us the inside of an rv that may or may not be his and we were told that he was eating celery okay my limo exit fail was this might be a little harsh people will probably call me harsh for this michael 36 the business owner he came out with a gift that he at first claimed was a family heirloom. Mm. And then he joked that it wasn't. But leading up to that, when he was still in his sincere mode, he he said, I have a gift for you. And then uh, sort of under his breath in passing, he said, I'm, I'm bearing gifts always. And this sort of rubbed me wrong. I don't like it when guys allude to how generous they are or how many gifts they give when they're dating someone. Right. It just 
I've dated guys that did that and it has always rubbed me wrong. And so I know I'm being tough on him and I know that the rest of his shtick was a was a shtick. He was joking ultimately. So maybe that was a joke, but if it wasn't, he was a, an official limo exit fail for me. I don't like yeah. it when guys sort of sell themselves well, in that way. You always have to assume and and in my experience with people I know, it's almost always the case is if you are selling yourself that hard with stuff mm -hmm. out up front what are you compensating for yes there's something about the way he said it suggested i make enough money to be always showering the people i date with gifts but maybe i am being this very i i, I respect that I, I i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt yeah and assume that was all a joke but yeah. i respect your takeaway not to talk in the third person but it's a very charlene observation and criticism yes and I can admit, I might be being too harsh. And that's also a very Charlene thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get the American and the Canadian just banging uh, up against each I'm other. I'm just, it's so true. I'm all about showing and not telling. If you're the kind of person who's generous when you date, just you can show that in your ways. You don't need mm -hmm. to tell me about how many gifts you're going to buy me. Anyway. I agree. I'm being harsh. Okay. First, we get Taisha and Caitlin asking Katie did you meet your husband tonight? And I loved her answer to yeah. this. She said, I feel like there's potential. Refreshing. Refreshing. Down to earth. Grounded. Realistic. Mm -hmm. Is her husband in that room? There's potential. She's on a TV show she with a bunch of random guys. Mm -hmm. Sure, maybe. But let's be honest. I'm not sure about Historically, this. you would get the lead saying yes. Always. Maybe not always, but for the most part. Even though... All signs point to saying yes when prompted with that question. Yeah. She's, she's supposed to be the most optimistic of anyone, and she still just said, potential. Again, down to earth. Down to earth. We're big Katie fans. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's some one-on-one -on -one time to go around. First up, we have Andrew S. I think the main function of this one-on-one -on -one time was to be reintroduced to how ready for love Katie is, because he said... He asked her what she's looking for, and then she said she's ready to be engaged. And then they had a toast in that British accent. Andrew S. is one of my favorite Bachelor football players so far in the franchise. This has been like like a hundred of them. Wow, Andrew S. is that high up on your list. Yeah, I'm already, I'm really, I have a fondness already for him. He's up there for the, the football fair. player category. Thomas gets some one-on-one -on -one time. In general, he is getting a lot of airtime. Mm -hmm. Extremely effusive. Mm -hmm. Just sort of tells her how excited he is about her but, and all the but things. But very serious. I wrote that too. I said he comes off very sincere, but almost too, too sincere. sincere. It's you got to start watching rehearsed. the show through this lens because yeah. there's, as we've talked about on the podcast before, there's too much to gain and it's too easy to game. It's so easy to game and there's so much to gain and fast. fast. Like there was a time 10 years ago you were really there like this is fun like maybe i'll find love and whatever i'll be on tv yeah. now it's like it's a game show yeah like if i make it past night one mm -hmm. and if i get the first impression Even if Rose, don't make it past i'm gonna night. get a quarter of a million instagram followers i literally will be making a living out of the gate yeah. if nothing else in my life I can works completely out completely quit my current job slash career slash yeah. path in life yes pivot and do this other thing now 
Yeah, it's it's truly it's, it's like winning the lottery. It, the this show got too big for itself in the presence of social media. It has definitely been a double edged sword, mm-hmm. I would say, because now they have access to contestants or potentials that maybe in the past would have been like, why would I go on that show? Yeah. And now you have people being like, I know why I want to go on that show. It's a no brainer. It's a game show. Mm -hmm. It is actually way more money than almost any game show, even who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah. It's like getting the gold, the goose that lays golden eggs instead of just getting a big. Yeah. Golden egg. Because people, let's face it, people get, (laughs) they get these big prizes on. uh, You knew what I meant. Yeah. That's yeah. I love we, how you just let everyone that go. knew where you were going, so we're good. You, you you landed it somewhat, but it's it's like you get a big prize on a game show. That's what's a big prize? A big prize on a game show is a hundred grand. Yeah. What are you taking home? Fifty grand, and that's it. No yeah. one cares about you for the rest of your life. Maybe one guy in the street, like uh, next, you know, once ever, will be like, "Hey, weren't you that person on the game show?" Yeah. That's it. Here, you are literally getting a recurring stream of income for potentially. More than a decade. Yes. And it's a good stream. Yes. If you're willing to sell out hardcore, it's like a really good stream. Yeah. Also, it's so much more gameable because you it requires no actual skill or knowledge. Mm-hmm. If you compare it to like who wants to be a millionaire where you you can only guess for so long. Right. Or deal or no deal where it just mathematically the statistical odds are against you. Right. This you can kind of go in with something of a blueprint of how to stick around. Yes. And it really might pay off for you. And even if you don't make it far, let's say you make it to episode three or four, you can still then go on Paradise yep. and become a major player there and have a million followers. And and to be honest, and this is going to sound sick, but I think it's true. I think some of the emotion you sometimes see from the guys or girls, I guess, is emotion about the potential loss of something big. Like it doesn't have to be love. Like when you're like, I've come close to crying about losing massive amounts of money. <laughs> like I get, I know what they're feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think it's sort of a combination. There's so much built up expectation. But, but I think they manifest the bigger picture into the woman. So it's like the woman, oh. even if they don't really feel like a love, they're, they're confused. Their brain yeah, the is totally is, yeah. colored money. So they're just looking at her like, this she's is not, she's colored. She's the color of money. Literally. They're just <laughs> look at her and there's like a giant, like hundred dollar bill, like walking around. Shaped, shaped like Katie. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a full like cartoon hot dog and hamburger situation. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. It's it's true. And I think that we would be foolish to recap the show without talking about that. And yeah. I feel a little bad. We're going a little. This is all in the context of talking about poor Thomas. Maybe he really is. Sincere. Oh, my God. Thomas just. Oh, he's listening to this. And he's like, oh, God, they're on to me. Or he's like, I really I, I thought I would marry Katie. Maybe no. he is. That's no, oh, you're not buying. That. I'm already I, I as much as I'd like to think this is just a theory. I'm, I, I feel pretty strong about it. Hopefully he'll prove us wrong. Yeah. Maybe he really is that sincere. Maybe some people are. Uh, there's some other one-on-one time. I'm going to skip over to Christian's one-on-one time where they briefly talk about the Boston accent and he mentions how he's melting. <laughs> In general, we were confused by the temperature situation. Everyone was sweating bullets. It seemed cold outside, yeah, but extremely hot inside. I think it was a nighttime desert cold, but inside they had the heat blasting too hard. Something like that. Yeah, We get Marty showing Katie his crystals in his one-on-one time i felt so bad for him that this was taken out of context 
it was just put in a montage where he's like here's my pyrite here's my moonstone or whatever it was just like oh you poor thing yeah he (laughs) took the wrong crystals out he he the crystals weren't used right (laughs) because he went home he went home yeah (laughs) but had crystals finally major one-on-one time with greg so Greg's theme, it seems to be, is that he's surrounded by kids. Everyone around him is married and popping out babies. Mm-hmm. He wants to be a dad. I wrote, dude wants to be a dad. I mean, bad. Bad. Real bad. I really liked this exchange. There was nothing not to like about this. I loved how he said, it's too soon to give you something. And she said, it's never too soon in this bubble. Mm-hmm. She's great at pulling back the curtain, showing that fourth wall. You know, to reference the bubble while you're in the bubble is very meta. Mm -hmm. And in the past, they wouldn't have aired something like that. Yeah, that's true. She's basically acknowledging that things are different there and it's all wonky. And you can give me a gift now because things are weird in this environment. This is not normal. And she's basically you're you're condensing what should be like a three month courtship to basically like, you know, three total hours of together. time. It's not an exaggeration, honestly. He gives her the pasta necklace that his niece made. This was just cute. 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 I wrote front runner in all caps. It's not surprising to anyone that Greg is a front runner. Okay, we get a brief hockey playing and hug with Brendan, the Canadian from Toronto. Mm -hmm. Always need to mention Canadians. He seems serious, but I have hopes, high hopes for Brendan. Mm. Mm. Still too serious. Trey has his one-on-one time in his truck of balls, and there were another, lots of balls. Another jokes. joke that I don't just—I guess balls is funny, and I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get that one. Yeah, I in general think the ball joke can only go so far. Yeah, There's, I felt like the ball joke should have been left at the, you know they went back to the ball joke. Yeah. Like he went back to the RV, which yeah. is a terrible call, by the way. No, no, we're talking about the truck. No, I'm talking about the other guy. Oh, went, went back the, to the, the RV. The, the, oh, the so surgical what you're saying, skin salesman. So you are anti going back to the gimmick in which you arrived. Oh, if <laughs> unless that gimmick is hilarious and has legs. Yeah. There's nothing hilarious about an RV, and there's nothing hilarious about a truck with balls on the back. <laughs> He should have left it as it was. It's fine. He probably has probably quality airtime. They got to sit in the truck with balls, but I'm not sure I understand. Yeah, that. it was just mostly ball jokes. Just ball jokes that aren't very funny, but good guy otherwise. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you for having that criticism. Yeah. I think we're just sort of over ball jokes. There's only yeah, so there's many jokes many you can jokes. make about balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's really until you just actually pull your balls out. That's the <laughs> final ball joke where a guy just comes out like hanging balls. And <laughs> that would be... An amazing limo exit. It would be. Yeah, they just have the black box there. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I just want you to know, it takes a lot of balls to come on this show. You just have to deliver it very I deadpan. mean, to me, that's funnier than coyly If you want to go balls. Various balls. Just bring out the balls, the actual balls. Okay, so Justin gets his one-on-one time. You like Justin. He, I do. Uh, I'm a sucker for guys who can paint. You are. You're a sucker for guys who are artistic. Talented artists. I'm a sucker for yeah. them. Yeah. It's cute. But I like, he's also kind of a little quirky. You don't exactly know where he's coming from. He's a, he's a full, there's a full person in there. He also gets honorable mention for his limo exit, the stroke, stroke, stroke. Oh, yeah, that was a good, yeah. I, and masturbation jokes are not easy to pull off yeah, because they're so dumb usually. And considering the paintbrush actually tied into something he actually does. It was well some, crafted. Some people would be like, ha ha, it's just my paintbrush. And then they don't actually paint it. They just have it as a prop. Oh, in his yeah. case, he actually paints. He's a real painter. Yeah, no, yeah. that joke worked. And... He went in way too soon for a kiss, but nevertheless, he did have a kiss, and that he has weight. He had the first weight. 
the first shown kiss of the season. Mm-hmm. And I say shown because I we're going to take their word for it that it was aired in order. But I do think it was the first kiss. Mm, probably. I don't know if I bought the chemistry, though. I, I didn't buy it. All I'm saying is you've got to give some weight to the, the first kiss. It's got to have some. And she didn't. It's not like she didn't reciprocate. It. Like, it didn't seem like she was disgusted by it. Yeah. She seemed kind of sort of into it a little. Yeah. I guess I just like for that first kiss to be a little like slower and more oh, yeah. sensual. It came like, out of. No, he was he, just like, he was just like, let me get this done. Yeah. Let me yeah. Get this first exactly. kiss the first kiss needs to feel more exploratory. It, it, and it, this felt like I'm planting a flag oh, yeah. <laughs> on the moon right now <laughs> i was like i was watching and i literally didn't even know what happened i was like what how did what how are they kissing yes. now what just happened yeah so I agree. but know. his painting was amazing painting was amazing i'd like to see his other work yes i like justin yeah no i, I have a it. feeling justin's gonna let me down sometime in the next <laughs> few episodes i have a feeling but i'm gonna I'm, my heart's with justin a little bit okay so we're gonna pass through a few other one-on-one times including jeff's with the tour of his rv poor guy we move on to a really weird exchange between aaron and cody aaron we catch saying i don't like you bro yeah out of nowhere out of nowhere there was no build-up it's staged what I happened mean, how do you even have time to hate someone <laughs> Like, what are they doing? What did he do? Did it's he, true. like, step on his foot? Like, I what got, happened? I got the impression Aaron is a bad drunk in general. For me, it felt like the cameras got in late to this situation. It just sort of came out of nowhere. There was no buildup, no context. We didn't see any exchange between them that would suggest that they had any kind of beef. Can I say something else? Yeah. Why, why were they outside? Explain to me how that progressed. So did he say to Cody, like, hey, listen, I want to talk to you outside that's for a second? That's what I think, because usually that's what would happen. And that's why I think the cameras were late, because by the time they got there, there was already conflict brewing. And to give you a little inside baseball, what they do, especially on night one, before even the camera people know your faces and your names, is your mic pack has a number on it. And then they have a chart with numbers attached to names and faces so that they can hear, oh, from mic 15, it's getting heated. And then you look for Mike 15. Oh, it's Aaron. And then you find oh, wow. Aaron and chase That's him outside. Cool. So they don't, they're also working with basically a legend sure. on night one. Sure. So I get the impression that there was not much buildup because had there been a lot of buildup to warrant this exchange, the cameras would have been on it sooner, which I- makes me think. We think that it might have been staged and staged by them, not by the producers. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. not by not by producers. Like they were just like, "Hey, you, we, I, I think we we can do something here that'll get us a few more episodes at least." And that that sort of foots because I do have a little soft spot for Cody because of the the, the sex. Oh, I, I really like Cody. Yeah, yeah, but but the other guy, what's his name? Aaron. Aaron. I feel like he's one of those sort of not putting, not calling him a Thomas. That's so mean to Thomas. Now he's like an actual <laughs> name for someone who's on the show just to get Instagram followers. <laughs> But but I, he feels Thomasy to me in his his just demeanor in general. So it wouldn't surprise me if he orchestrated that with Cody. And Cody was just like, oh, okay, maybe yeah, that's a good idea. Wasn't Aaron also the one who in his limo exit said, people tell me all the time that I have a nice smile? I think you're right. I, that also rubbed me wrong. Maybe that should be my new limo exit fail, talking about how many compliments you get on your smile. Yeah. Okay, I'm replacing Michael with Aaron for limo exit fail. Oh, wow. <laughs> Aaron's really gone to the bottom yeah. of the barrel here. Maybe he's a villain. Maybe that's he wants to be the villain. Here's the thing. If it wasn't staged, they sure as hell were not leaning away from having conflict for the sake of harmony. Yes. Which in and of itself shows why they were cast on the show. 
and why they want to be there. And why did we not see any sign of it before or any sign of it after? Yeah. It's like, it was just like this one moment where he's just like, let's go outside and have me tell you how much I don't like you. Yeah. And his react, Cody's reaction, by the way, was a little unnatural. Like, I would have been like, what are you talking yeah, you about? Like, where is this? What are you doing? We do think that there's something up there because these are professional camera people. We know that The Bachelor, they don't let a moment of drama go by uncaptured. How did they get to this so late? I would think because there wasn't a lot of buildup, which yeah. makes me think that there's something unnatural about the Or he thing. was just amazingly wasted and he carries his alcohol well yeah. on the surface. One or the other. Okay, next up we have James is one-on-one time. He was the gift. I felt that this was a little uh, misleading. He was like, come find me later for your gift. It turns it, out he was the gift. <laughs> it was another setup without any punchline. You're right. Like, what was the punchline? That he's, like, him just coming out of the box all dressed nice and looking coiffed. Like, how is that funny? Or in, what What was the point of that? No, it's true. He just wanted to create a center of attention for himself. Well, because I, he was and to be say a, he, let's remember, it's not like he came up with this. Oh, no, no, himself. whoever, yeah, yeah. whatever his thing him was. Him and his people, producers. <laughs> yeah, people wanted him to be a center of attention in a weird way. I suspect that a producer was like, do you have a good idea? What about this? And he was like, fine. Yeah. And they sourced a wrapped box on right. wheels for him. And there was no end game there, though. Like, I don't understand what <laughs> yeah. the joke was. I love how you it'll be fun to go through this season with you and how you analyze humor, because <laughs> you're right. There is no punchline. It's a setup without a punchline. It's suddenly it's like, hey, and it's me way, who you've never met before. This yes. is what I look like. I'm your gift. <laughs> yeah. I, surprise. Yeah. I'm a man dressed well, looking good. Yeah. Out of the box. Nonetheless, she seemed into him. Yeah. More than I would have expected. He seemed almost too smooth. I'm, oh. I'm, yeah, he almost too much smoothness. Oh, smooth we're critical operator. of smoothness. No, no, I, I, if smoothness is real, but I think his smoothness is, he's been working on some smoothness. As we talked about on that love fest with Ben Higgins and his fiance Jess Clark, mm-hmm. smoothness is not always a good thing. Not always. I think sm- we talked about safe and smooth in house, how someone who's safe might not be smooth. Right. But that's actually a good thing because I, I feel that smoothness can often be an affect. I agree. And by the way, safe and smooth, great brand name for a cosmetic line. A razor or a woman's razor, safe and smooth. Yeah. Safe. Mm, it's an N with a Safe and smooth. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, speaking of safe and maybe not so smooth Mm. but adorable we have connor b aka cat guy with his one-on-one time this was adorable they played the big big piano you know like i say big like the movie big yeah yeah yeah. yeah. they played the big piano really badly which was great but also kind of acceptably well oh yeah it was could have been worse yeah and he gave her cat ears and paws they were cute it was a full-on furry party (laughs) it was great I loved how he said, you're a person who wants to build people up instead of tear people down. I just, it would showed observation and thought instead of just being like, I'm so excited to be here. I think you're great. It was just such a sweet little exchange. And then they kissed. We were like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Because he had his cat nose on his nose. Right. And they did it and it was hot. It was hot and furry. Hot it was intense. 
And good for him. It takes balls to to go in with a full cat outfit and makeup yeah. for a kiss. Usually the contestant in the full costume animal getup no on night romance. one is there for comedic yeah. relief. Yeah, no romance. Yeah. In yeah. this case, he's legit front runner. And she was into it and she had like it was like it was like almost like a Disney cartoon. She had like his cat makeup on her yes. nose. It was I mean, that's one of the most to me, one of the hottest moments in the history of the franchise. <laughs> And how much do we love the fact that she loved the fact that he was dressed as a cat? Down She's, to earth, grounded. Yes. And quirky. She doesn't, quirky, yes. She doesn't care what people think. No. You know, a lot of people in that position would be like, oh, ho, ho, like, why is he dressed like a cat? That's weird. Instead, no she judgment. was like, he likes cats. I like cats. He dressed like a cat because he and knows I like weirdo. cats. And he's a weirdo. Yeah. His cat costume wasn't too good. You know, it kind of looked like oh, he drew on his whiskers himself. Oh, it was a crappy stuff. cat costume, yeah. yeah. It just everything about this duo just feels kind of like they've, they're just being weird together, which oh, yeah. anyone who listens to our podcast knows what we're all about being weird together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then even afterwards, he said in an ITM, I rushed the kiss a little bit, but I was so nervous. It just happened. That was very endearing. Very And endearing. then he said, she's amazing. What did he say? She's So he said it just happened. And then he paused and he just said, she's awesome. Like, I, I just got chills. <laughs> I, that's the first official chill in the history of this franchise. Super, super cute. <sighs> cute. He's cute. I just love how he, it was him sort of critiquing his own exchange with her after the fact yeah like he was like oh i went in too fast like he was analyzing these little minute details he's introspective yeah and he's vulnerable and he he doesn't have a huge ego it's just a good it's a good solid do we think justin afterwards was like i went in for the kiss too fast he wasn't just take it easy on justin you like justin uh, the jury's out on justin i like justin but But all i'm saying is that he went in for the kiss knowing he wanted to i think he was like score yeah i got the kiss and meanwhile connor b cat guy you could tell was like oh i kind of wish i'd done that a little different because it's so special to him by the way says every guy who's went in for the first kiss dresses a cat (laughs) (laughs) just just to be clear (laughs) but yeah it was endearing we're big connor b fans clearly big fans okay michael gets his one one time he has a four-year-old son, he reveals. Mm. And through this conversation, we learn something major. Mm-hmm. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. He asks Katie if she's okay with him having a kid, if she's into kids, if she wants kids. And she responds, I definitely want kids in some way, I think. You know, whether it's someone who already has a child, that's something I'm fine with. If someone doesn't want children, I think I'm also fine with that. Really, I'm just open to all scenarios. <laughs> You mean a woman? No children? <laughs> you devil. I mean, that's a first for yeah. this franchise. A woman as the bachelorette who's not like, I want five kids tomorrow. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. I don't know if this is going to get the press it deserves, it's but we're bigger, giving it right now in our get, recap. It's sometimes the bachelor doesn't even realize that the real hot topics are ones that they kind of just gloss over. It's true. In general, I feel like there is a taboo for women to not necessarily want children or not know if they want children. And if they don't want children, they're considered selfish and, I don't know, not Uh, proper women Yes, for not feeling their one mission in life is to mother a child. So... I'm giving this the the flashpoint moment of the episode. Flashpoint. And possibly the season. (sighs) 
the season. That's not well, okay for the episode. Yeah, I don't. I got I have, carried away. I have a feeling it may not come up again. The sex positivity will come up again, but her not necessarily being one hundred percent sure about kids it's, it's, may not come up again. But it is easily. You're right. I agree. The flashpoint of the episode. Yes. I definitely want kids in some way. Right. In some way. <laughs> some that way. means like she would be open to nieces and nephews. Maybe she would be a mother. There's just... Adoption the, or, yes. or take his kid on. The broadness of that is groundbreaking yeah. for this franchise. It just is. Yep. You would never in the past get a bachelorette saying that. No. They would all say they want to be a mother. They want kids. Yes. Period. Big deal. I agree. Flashpoint. Are we calling it Flashpoint? I, I, I trademarked that. An exciting development. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with wanting kids. No, no, no. That's not the point of this. The no. point is there. There's usually shame around not wanting kids. It creates that. Va- it's interesting for someone to be open minded about the concept of potentially not having kids out of their body. At least <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be the lowest bar. OK, Greg gets that first impression, Rose. I do feel like producers made sure that the two of them were sitting in the same area. It was just too uncanny. All the guys were either inside or outside. That's not how it is. Usually producers are like, something's about to happen. Everyone sit down. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're in that sort of U-shaped formation. I always analyze this in my written recaps. And all the guys were either inside in that U-shape or outside in that U-shape. There's no way that was just chance. They made sure that the two guys were sitting there and then they're like, Katie... It's time for you to hand out that first impression, Rose. Were you surprised by? I was surprised and not surprised. I think we the edit that Cat Guy got was a little more strong for the viewer to think that he was going to get the yes. first impression. But I think that the rapport and the chemistry with Greg really resonated with me. More and of a foundation built there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been just the edit that fooled us. Yeah, I agree with that. She makes out with Greg. And it's a good kiss. I think it, it was the, the winner of the three kisses. Yes, it was the hottest kiss, I would say, even though there was no cat makeup on their faces. And Katie is not afraid to really ramp up the, the kissing yes. energy. Yes, no, yes. No, no quick little grandma pecks from Katie. <laughs> <laughs> no dry, closed mouth kisses. So some brief mentions. I think people that just sort of stood out to me and to both of us. Carl, the motivational speaker, definitely yep. a lot of airtime. But he's not going to, he's, he's a third quarter elimination. <laughs> third quarter elimination. Yeah, classic third quarter. Again, I thought he came off a little too polished slash serious, a little thomas As you would expect a motivational speaker to be. <laughs> Everything is like he's giving you a lesson in how to speak publicly. Uh, I like him, but I want to see him kind of yeah, she's not. Loosen up Katie's a bit. not going to But be. who am I to talk? I mean, after my premiere, people said that I had to stick up my ass, so... Well, you, you do. I'm telling you, now I'm, I'm paying that, <laughs> that compliment forward. <laughs> Marcus. I don't know if he's going to make it far based on his near non-existent airtime, but mm. I thought he was adorable. Yeah, late first quarter elimination. <laughs> and then Trey. We're giving, we don't have him in our predictions. Maybe we're wrong to do that, but he had the truck entrance with the ball pit. He had an intro video, a very cute one, plus a full limo exit and conversation shown. Plus, he was the first to have his name called out at the rose ceremony. I don't think he's winning. No. But I do think he'll be a major player in this season. He's going to have a story. I'm telling you, third quarter. We're going to hear Trey's story. We will. I'm confident. There'll be drama with Trey. There'll be two. I don't know if there will be drama, but it'll be... uh, Okay. There there will be some sort of a heartfelt, maybe heart-wrenching story there. Non-drama related, yeah. Okay. Do you want to get to our predictions? Yeah. Okay, Andy, you go first. Who do you think is winning? 
very boring answer for for winner. Yeah. But I do think that Greg and Katie had a a very palpable chemistry. Mm -hmm. I think they're made for each other. Made for each other. I really do. Even though he's two years, two, three years younger. Uh, Let's not get into that. It's (laughs) The Bachelor. Things are a little different. Got the first impression, Rose. Big deal. A big deal. Everything about his edit was The kiss was the best. Mm Mm-hmm. And the chemistry was the best. I know, as I know you know, that there's going to be some dramatic turn yeah. with Greg, but it's too good. To, everything's too good right yeah, now. Yeah, I agree completely. So I have Greg in my first spot as well. But mm. we both know that based on night one, he will either not win or w- there will have to be a dip in the relationship. So yeah, some a, uncertainty will have to develop. Some about conflict his readiness. will develop in the second yeah, act. Some conflict, show. whether about his readiness which will be interesting because his whole yeah. MO on in this episode was about how ready he is and yes. how he wants kids. But yeah, there needs to be some kind of a dip. Otherwise, there's no way he's winning. Yeah. It's I wouldn't obvious. even be surprised if there's some like girlfriend in the background that he kind of didn't tell her about. You know, it's like it's going to be something oh, big, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. But I still like think he's going to win. OK. He's going to fight through it. And so who do you have in second place? I have Cat Guy. OK. Connor B. OK. I think that uh, I don't need to explain this. There was obvious chemistry. The guy's great. He's weird. She's weird. It's good stuff. I think Cat Guy's got a strong second position. I also, it's so predictable, but I also have Cat Guy in second position. And the reason I have him in second instead of first, because I don't think the first impression rose necessarily means that much, but A, I see Katie as the kind of woman who could pick her final pick on night one with a first impression rose mm-hmm. some people are not mm-hmm. great with that but in general bachelorettes have a better track record with that and than katie bachelors. seems to be amongst yes. the best pickers yes. of the bachelorettes yeah we think katie has great taste yeah i think if if katie went to a bar with 27 very good looking eligible guys yeah she would leave that bar knowing who her guy was i agree more than most people. we really respect and trust katie's instincts and intelligence yes with this we're so into katie we really like katie this is high praise yeah. i mean anyone thinking that this is normal for us no, it's not <laughs> not normal for me so that's reason number one is i think katie of all people of all leads might be one to accurately pick her final pick on night one yes. with the first impression rose the second thing is i think had the kiss with connor b slash cat guy been through the roof amazing she would have given him that rose i think you're I right i think the kiss sort of was it was an eight where it should have yeah, been? Yeah, it was. It was hot to watch, but I think Greg's was the only kiss that had that first kiss magic. I gotta say, in my experience, um, before B B Charlene BS, um, <laughs> I had dates where I wasn't that into the girl. Yeah, and after the kiss, I was like into her. Yes, and, oh, vice, and vice versa. versa. Yeah, totally, one hundred percent the same. Important. Had that kiss been magic? I think he might have gotten that rose. And in general, I mean, Greg has all the trappings of major front runnerdom. So he not only got the first impression rose, he had major front runner entrance. He not only got an intro video, but he got full music change when he exited his limo, full conversation shown. And she touched his face the minute she met him. He was oh, nervous. Yeah. And she said, you're fine while well, touching his face. Mm. And then when he left, she said, he looks like my ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So oh, we're supposed to be talking about Cat Guy, but clearly Greg. Oh, oh Greg. Yeah, it keeps coming back to Greg. Okay, so Andy, who do you think is going to get third? I am going <laughs> I with... I love that you've memorized it. <laughs> yes, I don't need to look at notes. 
I'm familiar with my choices. I'm going with the Viennese football player. Andrew S. Andrew S. All right. He was definitely a constant presence throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. I had in third place, I ha honestly, the rest of mine are all wild cards somewhat. I have Christian, 26, the real estate investor from Boston. You were enamored with Christian. I was enamored Charlene with Christian. Charlene wouldn't stop talking yeah. about how good looking yeah. he was. And he is good looking. Christian is very attractive, but in that kind of like ruffled, maybe doesn't know how attractive he is attractive, kind of, hopefully. And in general, his night one edit suggested he might make he's, it very he's far. He's going places. Yeah, he got his full limo exit, but he was definitely decidedly under the radar. You saw commentary from him throughout and maybe the occasional ITM, and mm -hmm. you saw just a brief snippet of his one-on-one -on -one time with Katie. But in general, he wasn't really at the forefront of night one, which yeah. is exactly where you want to put your predictions in yes. my in my experience. So I don't know if he's going to win. I can see him making Final Four. Maybe I'm way off. But more importantly, I can see him lasting a while in the franchise in general. I can see him going to paradise. I can just sort of see I trust Bachelor Girls wanting to date Christian. You've got good instincts. So you're a, <laughs> I, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm not disagreeing yeah, with no. you. Stop talking about Christian and how great he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get it. You like Christian. <laughs> okay, who do you have in fourth place? My favorite painter, Justin. You love Justin. How cute is Something that? Something about Justin resonates with me. And I think that he's going to both rise above the occasion and rise below the occasion. I guess <laughs> right. you don't rise. Descend you, you, Yeah, below. he's going to descend. There's going to come a point where you're like, wow, Justin really surprised us. And then there's going to come a point where you're like, oh, Justin's effed. Oh. Yeah, but but I, I still think he has a shot at four. Uh, but I have a feeling that uh, I'm going to have egg on my face on this one. So question. Justin's the exact same in every way, but his painting is, is only okay. Because we were wowed by his painting. Oh, it was I, amazing. See, I don't even have him in the top ten. So the fact that his painting was so amazing is why you have him so the, highly ranked. The, the, the fact that his painting is amazing not only says that he's an amazing painter, it shows other things about him, I think. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It also shows that his confidence in his painting is not misplaced. Yes. Yes. Which says a lot about him. Justin. Justin. And his intro with the paintbrush, again, tied into that. It wasn't just a random Good. prop. Nope. He's a real painter. Oh, my God. He knows how to weave a joke. He goes in for the kiss way too soon, but I respect that. <laughs> and he's a good-looking guy, and he's quirky and seems together, and I'm into Justin. In general, good quirkiness among quirkiness the men. Quirkiness is a key good element. Good-looking guys, and a lot of them were quirky in do, a good way. Do you want to know something? Even people who aren't quirky at all love quirky. Quirky is good. Unless they're so unquirky that quirkiness makes them uncomfortable and yes. makes them uh, they associate quirkiness with uncoolness. Yeah, and then it may, then they're like, oh. but then they're just extremely basic. So in my fourth place, I have Brendan, the hockey player from Toronto. Mm, yeah, I don't feel strong about that. Uh, I know, I know, because he didn't come off really funny, and it's we too know serious. Yeah, but night one is not an accurate predictor for one's seriousness or sense of humor. I agree. Based on my night one, you would think that I had no sense of humor. So, And maybe my entire edit, you would think I had no sense of humor. But my point is, just something about his overall edit 
the, again, he had the intro video, full exit and conversation shown, just a snippet of interaction of them playing hockey together. It reminded me a lot of Serena P., also from Toronto, from Matt James' season, who made it to Final Four. Yep. She had almost no showing on night one, but she did make it quite far. I, I, respect, I can see Brendan sticking around. I respect your, your analysis. I do think that he's a hunk. And he's Canadian, so he's going to be a real gentleman and yeah. very nice and well Also, Canadian sense of humor, they don't necessarily have that at, on the onset, Yes, but you might discover it as you hang out with them. I more. think you're right. I think he makes it pretty far, but I don't see him top four. Huh. Okay. Your wild card prediction. The angel Gabriel. <laughs> so handsome. So handsome. Uh, on, literally on looks alone, yeah. I'm picking him. And if he had any, I guarantee you, he's terrible at acting. Was he, if he had any acting chops, you'd recognize him. Be like, oh, that's the guy who's in all those movies. He'd, be a, he'd be a famous actor. He has the face of a famous actor. Great face. He has Great. a face of like any, you could be like 1700s to... 2021 that guy is handsome it's true yeah. he's like old-timey handsome too yes honestly so the there was reason. nothing about his personality that i really liked i thought he was a little creepy in the limo exit <laughs> and he didn't say anything funny and doesn't seem to be really featured that much but he's my wild card okay. that, that's the definition of a wild card yes totally out of the blue my wild card is david 27 technical product specialist oh. very under the radar yeah he his full exit was shown Dwayne Wade. Yeah, Dwayne Wade. Complete with his uh, Capri pants. Yeah, everyone's pulling off these Capri pants. Am (laughs) I supposed to do that now? Uh, He was just really adorable. I loved how in his one-on-one time he was really nervous and she comforted him. There was just a sweetness there that I appreciated and I could see him making it further than any of us would expect. Mm -hmm. So David is, he's my understated, but I think safe wild card. I like your wild card better than mine. (laughs) <laughs> but Gabriel is so handsome. He's so handsome. I mean, come on. Yes. Oof. He has to know it. Oh, he, That's yeah. the difference between him and Christian. Christian has a vibe of being like, yeah, I'm from Boston. I might not oh, yeah. know how hot I am. While Gabriel's like... The thing is, I think he may be too <laughs> handsome for his own good. I think he's he's been so handsome his whole life that he hasn't maybe had to develop other things. A personality? Yeah. It's That's a little possible. harsh. But if he does have a personality, I'm going to be very pleased. Yes. I want to see Gabriel just full-blown. And you'll be reminding us all of your wild card on this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I think that's it for this recap. What will we call these? Shandy? That's the recaps? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shandy caps? Shandy, shandy recaps? Shandy cap. Shandy cap. A sh- it's, that sounds like it handicap. Sounds like a, oh, you're right. It sounds like handicap. Shandy recaps. I think I think just let's, let's go down the middle. Yeah. Shandy recaps. We're also open to ideas. Yes. <laughs> Any ideas? Bring them. Also, the number of times they say sex positive in the next episode. Okay, yeah. So in your comments, predict how many times they say sex positive in the next episode. We will be keeping track. Yes. And any ideas for what to call these other yeah. than Shandy recaps, which is incredibly yeah. uncreative. Please. Do you have anything anyone you want to add? Um, no, I'm sure we'll have more to add next time. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this, Andy. You made oh, what's pleasure. normally a night one recap is kind of uh, grueling and you made it enjoyable. I got to be honest, I'm, I'm honored to be with the, the queen of Bachelor recaps. Yeah, you've been married to her for quite some time, but you, I don't I feel like we have been involved. <laughs> we are finally actually married now that we're doing <laughs> recaps complete. together. Yeah. yeah, we're officially the same person, mm-hmm. M- melded into one. Yeah. All right. I Shandy. think we, Shandy. <laughs> Good job. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, please keep following along with us this season. And you can also show us your support by liking this video, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, leaving us an iTunes rating slash review, and telling your friends, and generally doing all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And on that note, I think we can wrap. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Dear Shandy, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Dear Shandy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.